Bob, episode 60, 6-0, three songs pod. Yeah, the, sh- the show's getting older than we are. I know. Uh, March yeah, 21st, 2018, Bob Nastanovich, Mike Hogan. How you doing tonight, Bob? I'm doing good. I'm in Des Moines. It's chilly. There's parties going on in backyards. That's the great thing about these people. When it's 40 degrees, they Love party it. in the backyard. Love it. Not my backyard, but a, ba- a nearby backyard. They're in full effect over there. They got the fire pit going, which is actually illegal in the city of Des Moines. But like, I sure as hell would rat on them. Enjoy yourselves, boys, ladies. Stay warm. Drink beer. Have a good time. The, it might fire up the ghost. Right now, he's perched. The ghost again is is <laughs> he leads the neighborhood and barks. Okay, <laughs> he's a, he's my four year old um, cardigan Welsh corgi all star. He's barker. a yeah, he's like uh, he's like the James Harden of barking in the neighborhood, and uh, he's in full effect. So if I have to shut him down, but I, he loves this song, and like it's a continuation from our last show. I had a great time talking about honor roll and coral, and you know the Bob sort of Schick the, and the, Penn the, Rawlings, the, the, the yeah. heyday of Richmond for me. Yeah. You know? rock and roll, and, man, uh, rock and roll. And I felt like you know, like sort of like at a bit of a loss that. I left the incredible breadwinner out of the mix, even though I talked about their live show extensively. And, you know, it's a band that made two seven inches on Merge. All their songs are short. So I was going to lead off with, like, just to show the, like, just the absolute chronic mayhem. It's a big March word (laughs) of this band. Uh, They, and then, you know, Merge put out their two seven inches. Then they, they put out an EP of their two seven inches plus a couple other songs. And that's all there is, you know. That's all there is about this band. So, um, this is Breadwinner. Kisses Men. On the Mountain. What's it called? On the Mountain. On the Mountain. Kisses, kisses, kisses men, men on, on the, the mouth, mouth. On the Mountain. On the mountain. That's you, right. <laughs> yeah. Breadwinner. Yeah, so, well, well, well handled. <laughs> Salute to the breadwinner, Bob. I'm telling you, you know, like, you know, did you ever see some math metal bands? <laughs> uh, yeah, 
a few. Yeah, I saw a band called Prong. Do you ever hear Prong? Uh-uh. I saw a bunch of those bands, and like I was obviously always impressed by the musicianship, but like there was a certain sort of like machismo, sure, like certain sort of like sure. tough guy, like yeah. you know, tough, rough, like intimidating, like you know, thing going on. That Breadwinner didn't have that. Like you know, it was like it was like it was to me it was like scientist rock, and. uh which is what like math metal was always meant to be, but <laughs> like the anyways, it's uh, his, I know you're kind of the historian on the show. I know mean, you've proven you, that over the first 50, 59 episodes. You put that on me. It's not. It's yeah, not no, anything I claim got, to like, be. You're, you're, you know, you've you've got a better brain on you, that kind of thing. You're just more like, you know, what did you major in in college? English. English. You could have been done done a double major in history, right? <laughs> I guess maybe. If it I was rock history, in, maybe. I, I majored in road tripping and and washing dishes at University of Virginia. Okay. okay. So, um, anyways, it's the 30th anniversary of this album, Surfer Rosa, which obviously like is classic rock for our generation by the Pixies. And this is Where Is My Mind. Stop.
So, Bob, when we, when we talk about this show and what this show is meant to do, this, this show is meant to expose you and me and, you know, by proxy, the, all the listeners to songs that we maybe haven't heard and maybe weren't part of our collective knowledge. And I think at the time when that song came out, that's exactly what we would have been doing. We would have been sitting around because that was not a big hit. That was not the sort of thing that you would hear regularly. And the way you had to hear a song like that was somebody had to hip you to it. I'm sure somebody said, hey, check out this record. Well, no, and Mike, I was actually having an opposite experience. <laughs> um, yeah? To be honest with you, because I was 20 and I was a college radio DJ. And... A lot of the people that I was living with, I was living with seven people in a house in Charlottesville called the Red House, mm-hmm. and they were all into it. And then I was like, "Dude, man, like, I don't want to listen to Bone Machine, <laughs> you know? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, that, are you kidding fair. me? I want to listen like, you know, what's coming out on AMRAP or Touch and Go or like, you know? I was like into like cows and bastards and Naked Ray Gun and like, you know, I was into way way harsher stuff. And like, okay. for me to like get it like it had to almost be like its greatness had you know sort of had to be explained to me while it was being played in my house on a constant basis like it was in my face from the day it came out they would have played in richmond like maybe a week after that album came out and they all went down there i was like i'm not going to see a band called pixies from (laughs) massachusetts like it's you know it's like not my scene then like you know then you know, eventually I became a fan. Of course, you know, both bands are currently on tour. Pixies and Breeders, like uh, right. the Breeders, Kim Deal's band, that right. great band. They put out a new album. So, like, did. so it was a different experience for me. It was just like, that was like constantly getting played in my house and getting on my nerves well, when it came out. Okay, but that I think that's because you were a few years older than me. You were... Yeah, I was probably, like a college radio DJ. Yeah, you, you were know, a college radio a, DJ. You know, I was a station manager of a college radio station... WTJU in Charlottesville, and like you that were, was probably the most heavily played album. You were the target audience best. at the time, but even still, like uh, as a, I think I was like sixteen, maybe when that's that album came out, and I didn't have access to a college radio station. I wasn't being courted by record labels to play the album that was just released. And so no, they didn't do that back then. And they all they, we had back then, we'd get the albums, but like there right. wasn't a whole hell of a courting. I I know, but the, you know, yeah. I, I remember Cause like because just the wattage of our station only went like ten miles yeah. down Charlottesville. They, they, so they would. Like, I know they what would, you're saying. They would call you and be like, "Are you playing our stuff?" I mean, maybe not four AD, but some of the labels would call to check up. But I, I, I hear your point. I mean, that was that was a big album within a certain niche. But I was outside of the niche, and I think most of the people were outside of the niche. However, that is now, that is that is canon. That is absolutely. Oh, it's on. Com- it's on commercials. In, and stuff. Rock like you rock canon. Hear it on weird commercials. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it is in Fight Club, and you know, I mean, it's like iconic, iconic stuff. But yeah, back- so it's gigantic and stuff. You know, and, and like you know, it's amongst Steve Albini's best work as a producer oh, and for engineer sure. for sure. You know, and Absolutely. of course he's along with Slint Spiderland. I think like if he had to make a list, those no, two no, would no, be no, in his no, top no. five. No, no, no. Slint Spiderland, not not Albini man. Tweez was. Not oh yeah, Tweez. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tweez. Paulson, yeah, sorry. Paulson. Yeah, yeah, nice. come on. Yeah, Are we gonna make this thanks. mistake twice? Of course I will. So, <laughs> of course I will. That's Brian Paulson, Slint That's Spiderland. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, the Pixies. I mean, now it's the sort of thing that I think everybody recognizes. But back at the t- in the day, yeah, perhaps you know, it's the only thing that Albini's ever done that's worth a shit. I mean, you can argue, like you know, uh, I don't know. I uh, some of the Nirvana stuff is pretty damn good, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I think I I lean what more like favorably or something. Uh, no, no, no. That was Butch Vig. He did uh, in Butch utero. Vig, yeah. He did in utero. In utero. In utero. I don't. I, I, don't I, I look. That's like the business side of rock. I look more like. favorably <laughs> on the big black stuff than you do. I think, but well, bad houses is a good song. Yeah, that's you know that's another show perhaps. Uh, Don't anyway. argue that axis. I mean, like the you know the unfortunately named rape man. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 We'll get into that. But right. Like, 
We'll get right. into that. Well, we you know, I mean, if you can put a, that's the only time I met Steve Albini was after a rape man. If you show. can put a name, put put the name aside, which was evidently after a what Jap- <laughs> Japanese cartoon character, uh, you know, and and whatever. I don't I don't know the details. I don't know if it was like tongue in cheek. I don't know if it was. Well, yeah, whatever, but that's the name. Yeah, it's just like being like extreme. Yeah, that's all it was. For sure. It was just like for sure, know, like pushing but, the envelope, and like you know, the, there was an envelope to be pushed back then. Now you've got to be like, now I mean, I don't even know how it works. Like, but that was you know, I mean, the Jesus Lizard, right? Were were, were essentially like the rhythm section for the Jesus Lizard were. No, because it wasn't it like um, yeah 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 it was it was uh, Ray Washam yeah and um, I think then and like what, think, what's his name uh, must have done some stuff with Todd, Todd Trainer David yeah. William Sims right David William Sims like fantastic rhythm section I mean like well, the, it's like you know the back as, as it gets in the, the era bone you know? of that record anyway we'll do that on another show I'm Did you ever gonna see go, David William Sims play live I didn't I didn't oh it was an amazing it was an amazing spectacle. Berman nailed it. It's one of his best quotes about seeing live bands. He said, it's like, what, what is he doing while he plays? It looks like he's looking up God's dress, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so, I mean, I don't know what that meant, but he, it was like, then you watch him play and be like, Oh, we stayed with you. Cause like, obviously I've seen 25 brilliant Jesus lizard shows. Maybe fucking hell, maybe more, but anyways, Move on with the show. Sorry to take up so much time with the show. That's okay, my man. That's okay. I'm just doing this like 30th anniversary thing. Like, you know, people are excited. The Pixies are playing in town. And you ever see the Pixies? I did. Yeah. They were fun. They just kind of stand there in place. And, you know, you might as well listen to the album real loud type thing. Yeah. They were all right. They were good. Didn't change my life, but, you know, I enjoyed it. I saw one of their last shows before they broke up. So I think that they were, the mood was poor. It was challenged, you know. I know that feeling. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, we'll save that well, story for another show. Kind of thing. But yeah. overcome that kind of thing. Uh, so I want I want to play. People get wishy washy and quit on the band during the show and that kind of stuff. It's like, come on, man. There's like, what you know, are you? A lot of people out there that want to be pretty anxious about this. What so are you? The where guy, you take us? Where are you, you take us? What do you got? The goddamn replacements or something? Replacements, good band. Very <laughs> no, good band. No, but they're they're a band that broke up after every show, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, wouldn't you do? Yeah, like, you know, probably. if you'd hang out with those guys, probably. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play an artist. This is a woman who I, I think is an amazing songwriter who just really does not get her due. No, not at all. You're talking about Amy Rigby. Amy Rigby. Yeah, yeah. She's, you know, she's. She's you know, interesting. It. She was married to a member of the DBs, right? Yeah, then Will, she married Will Rigby. Reckless Eric. Yep. Yeah, and Will now Rigby. She's, now she's she married, married to um, Reckless Eric. Reckless Eric, who she's yeah. still married to. She is. She's put out some records with him. She's put out some solo records. She's done some albums with Sue Garner from um, what The Scene Is Now. What else was Sue oh, Garner that's a great band, The Scene Is Now. Yeah. Very overlooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sue Garner's been in a bunch of really good bands. She was she was a mate she was a, a a label mate of yours for a little while on uh, the Shams were a great band yeah the Shams and um, she's just a we fantastic never get them songwriter to open for us because they're always busy something doing something else so. she's just a fantastic songwriter and and you know what I might do I mean I don't know we've already rambled a little bit so maybe we're time's running short but what I'd like to do here's what I'd like no, to double do. it up. I, I, I would like to this is three songs I would like to do three songs of just Amy Rigby. Because holy cow, here we go! Yeah, Come on, bring the noise. Okay, so uh, I'm going to cut the BS. You bring the noise. I'm going to start it with a song from I think this was a 2005 release. The album is Lid- get your facts straight. Lid- Little Fugitive. Um, this is a song called "The Trouble with Genie." You know, this is just very articulate. Like this is what if Liz Fair continued to be good and she grew up and grew as a songwriter, she could maybe have been doing stuff as good, good as dude, this. Dude, she's playing at the Turf Club in Minneapolis. She is, but days. she's not writing songs as good as this. At All least, right, well, you know, challenging Liz. At, at right, least yeah. these oh, days. Yeah, this is this is Amy Rigby, The Trouble with Jeannie. You know, a, a really well-written, fantastic song. Enjoy. Mike Hogan is dissing Liz Fair on the show. Just, you know, praising Amy Rigby.
twenty-some years they share. So I guess Jeannie isn't going anywhere. I even tried to hate her like I thought I should, but since we met, she's been nothing but. Cause it's all out in the light. Can I help if I'm a little bit uptight? I must admit I don't know how I'm supposed to act. She's hugging me instead of stabbing my back. And the trouble with Jeannie is she's alright. And the trouble. Extreme mortal combat, and I wouldn't want that. But I hadn't planned on something quite so hands-on. Instead of a blessing, it seems to be messing with my mind. And the trouble with Jeannie is she's alright. And the trouble with Jeannie is she's so nice. And the trouble with Jeannie is I'm uptight. So that's some real shit, Bob. I mean, that's like songwriters addressing modern stuff, you know, divorce, absolutely, remarriage, yeah. you know. And and here's another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight into it. This is this is called "Are We Ever Gonna Have Sex Again?" I'll save my comments. This is this is not the sort of thing that a young songwriter writes. That's all I'll say. <laughs> become a great big list of things to do and buy and fix at night we pass out before ten are we ever gonna have sex again I looked for your it today seemed that it had gone away ain't been you since who knows when Are we ever gonna have sex again We used to be Triple X rated Look at us now So domesticated Don't you hate it What happened to babe and stud Too much KFC and bud I'll shout it Again, screw making love. 
squeeze you in between the PTA and CNN are we ever gonna have sex again don't make me go to other men are we ever gonna have sex again Okay, it's three songs. I'm going to play a third song. This is from her brand new record. Roll it on out. Yeah, roll it on out. And in case you think she can't rock, this is from her new album. Uh, I don't even know how old she is. I don't want to say how old she is. She's older than me. She's a little older than you, and she still rocks it pretty hard. She's 60. From The Old Guys, this is Amy Rigby. This song's called On the Barricade. Came out this year. So that's three songs by Amy Rigby, Bob. Well, I mean, I would just say this. I would say that, first of all, you've driven your point home. Okay. <laughs> all right. Which is, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, remind a me of my point. A, a brilliant overlooked artist. Okay. 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 And, like, I think that it's safe to say that there's a lot of record labels that would be falling all over themselves to put that out if it fit their parameters today like the way things work right in in an industry that confuses me but um that's that's the sad thing like that should be huge right i mean it's intelligent it's really well written it's kind of the beauty of amy rigby amy rigby though is that she is like an independent artist that kind of just kind of almost in a similar fashion to another you know brilliant uh, band that is also not too celebrated, a band called Freakwater that I'm sure you're sure. familiar with. Oh, of course. I okay. love Freakwater. Yeah. And um, so, like, I think it's like um, they just, they just like, they care more about making great songs and making great music. And that's, they're making great art on their own terms than they did any aspect of being successful of course you know, like, of course but i i, I just i for hope. whatever reason for whatever reason maybe like they were satisfied with like you know what they had in front of them like as far as i'm, I'm concerned like if amy rigby was doing like a set at the pitchfork festival this year then people would be like then she would probably sell ten thousand records after that weekend you i just know what i mean i just hope i don't know maybe maybe i'm overly optimistic but i just hope that somehow, somewhere, 
the people will catch up with it. And they will find well, the I good music. Well, I think you've music. done your part. But, like, you know? at the same time, like, um, you know, she lives in upstate New York with her husband who's, you know. Yeah, but she's touring. Uh, she just put out a new record. She's hitting the road. She's out there doing things she's on doing her own her terms thing. like she always has. Like, she's just very comfortable. She's found her comfort zone as yeah. a songwriter and as a, somebody who's a recording artist in a similar fashion to Shannon Wright. You know, would have yeah. played on, like, like sure. seven shows ago like sure he's been around for you know she's she's a little she's your age i would say but she's been around for 25 years and they're just doing things on their own terms they're making brilliant music on their own terms and they're making a living off of making music and whether they they need to or not and like they're they're getting it out there so they're accomplishing their task yeah okay? i'm more concerned about people that are like and I, I love that, and I, I love the fact that you played it, and like, I'm, you know, I'm a, I have like, some of it in my, my record collection. I listen to it occasionally. It's, you know, an artist that I'm aware of and stuff like that. And um, it's just to me, it's like one of those things. Like, I'm more concerned about people that like make great music that never reach her status. To be honest with you. Okay, I, I, I guess but she's but, she's always had somebody to put out her records. That, that's and she's true. Always that's been true. able to do tours. That's true. And whether it's opening for the DBs or like, or opening for Reckless Eric or opening for Yola Tango or like <clears throat> whomever, like or getting covered by certain bands that like discovered her greatness. I think that like you know obviously she's not as famous as PJ Harvey or you know Yeah Yeah Yeahs or. She's and like she like you know she's got to listen to the kids today and think like I mean I don't know like if I played her the new Lucy Dacus record she'd probably be like go Lucy Dacus like yeah you know, like be, be the young sure. Amy Rigby for you sure know what I mean? like, she to me she's like an alternate universe Lucinda Williams you know I love Lucinda Williams yeah. at some point I'll play some Lucinda well, Williams. see now Lucinda Williams like <clears throat> she tapped she was able to tap into this like. You know this Americana thing. Yeah, but it, regardless, I mean, Rigby's it, overlooked by them. Like Rigby has always it, been like for sure. Know, basically, she's always been like an indie rock. For act. sure. I mean, like like she's got one foot one foot in the uh, you know like alt alt country world, one foot in the indie rock world. I think that a lot of people didn't really know what to do with Amy Rigby, and, and she's kept it real steady. Like you know, just like Shannon Wright and a lot of other you know. Like and Freakwater, like they keep putting out stuff and they keep, you know, showing up and they keep playing places where they're comfortable playing, you know, where they know they're gonna, you know. I think it's like, and like, I'm I'm saying that what I'm saying is her, her formula and her comfort zone for like making music is a great place to be in. Yeah, and and for me, it's about the songs. I mean, the songs. Her songs are great. They shine through. I mean, there, I would put her songs up with against any songs written in the last 10 15 years. I mean she's well, as that's quite good. A statement there. It it, it is, yeah, but that's why I played three songs straight helps. in a row by her, you know? I mean, so anyway. It's heavy duty, heavy artillery from you. Heavy but, uh, I'm going to take us artillery. to a guy that like who's like I'm going to take us to the opposite side of the coin. Okay. Okay. Opposite side of the coin and every when we go to the opposite side of the coin, we go to one of your hotbeds. Okay. I like it. And New Zealand. We go to New Zealand, yeah, right? Sure. Okay, and this is a guy in a sort of a similar fashion, like, in, I mean, Jay Riotar is a guy we haven't celebrated on the show. Goes yeah. to big fan, as is my man Greg Meister, who I'll see this weekend. Um, you know, the, who died tragically and young and under-celebrated. And this guy, this guy called Darcy Clay, only, only made a handful of songs. And apparently he was a rambling wreck who died young. He was supposed to be playing a suicide prevention um, concert. He killed himself the night before it. I think he only made I think he only made like ten or fifteen recorded songs. And it's a tragic story because like you know like you know you when you hear this you'll think of like early White Stripes and like he could have been some sort of like who knows what he could have been like he's. Yeah. He was like, you know, it was maybe it's 
when you're from New Zealand, you kind of feel like you're from outer space. I've often sort of felt that when I visited there and like talking to people there and like, it's, it's a wonderful country, but, uh, this is a guy that, you know, had a very brief, brief career. And this is the, his most recognizable song. It's by a guy called Darcy Clay, um, called Jesus, I was evil. I used to do lots of things. So anyways, he died at, he died at 25. Okay, so <clears throat> he killed took his own life. So it's a kid that was an Auckland kid who, who spent some time in Atlanta when he was a teenager and got really into metal and country. And then, and like, he spent some time in New South Wales in Australia. And then, you know, he finds himself, like, 25, like, opening for, like, Blur, you know, so... Who knows? I mean, like, it's a sad story, but, like... Right. What could have been? Yeah, I mean, like, who knows? Like, what he could have done for us as music listeners is, like, you know, what could have been. But, like, you know, just, like, you know, there's a lot of really talented kids out there that, like, you know, for whatever reason, like, you know, have a sad demise. And he's one of them. Don't have that opportunity, yeah. Yeah, so brilliant kid, and like, you know, bless him, and like, you know, thankfully, like, you know, due to the internet, which the much maligned internet at this point, yeah, you know, there's access to, you know, for people who love music, but there's a lot of, he did a lot of, while he was around, a lot of groovy stuff, and a lot of fun stuff to listen to. So I just thought I'd tip my cap to Darcy Clay. Yeah. Appreciate that. I, that that's a New Zealand artist I'm not familiar with. You've you've uh, opened my ears. <laughs> it's a tough. That's a challenge with you. Yeah. Well, you know, 
It's, yeah. it's not as hard as you'd think, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know my Kiwi action. Yeah, I like that. I'll have to check him out. Uh, I, I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't even heard the name before, so thank you. Uh, I'm going to play something from an Atlanta band. I don't know. How, I don't know if we've played an Atlanta band on our show before. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, this is uh, this is the band of Bradford Cox, Deer Hunter, 2010 Wait. album, Halcyon Digest. Uh, this is this this one. If you haven't heard it, sit back, relax, let it kind of engulf you. So this is Deer Hunter, or is this going to be like the guy doing solo stuff? Deer Hunter. No, this is just Deer Hunter. This is okay. Deer Hunter. This is from Halcyon. Led by a guy called Bradford Cox. Bradford Cox. Not to be confused with Deer Tick the Nashville band. Nor to be Deer confused Hunter. with the... Two huge bands. Two huge bands these days that have a very hard time. There's Deer Hoof, too. There's That's Deer true. Hoof. There is Deer Hoof. Three, three Deer bands. Deer Hoof. Deer Tick, Deer Hunter, I have a very hard time separating the three. Right, right. And Bradford Cox is the lead guy in Deer Hunter, not to be confused with a thoroughbred horse trainer named Brad Cox. Oh, dear God, don't mention him. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> enjoy this one. This one's called Desire Lines 2010. Thank you.
So nothing like deer tick, nothing like deer hoof. That's deer hunter. I, I guess not, but like to me, that's like um, recipe rock. Okay. Okay. To me, that to me that sounds like a, an outtake or an unused B side from like any recording session by the Chills. <laughs> okay. You know, like, but hey, and a, a tossed and like, off song from the Chills. Like a big dose of my morning jacket in there. Uh, they're a Way band, more like different kind of industry sort of thing. I don't even know, but like, and with all due respect to the dude, I've never listened to, or the times that I've listened to, I, should, I mean, I, I've got, I've got an ignorant opinion on both Deer Hunter and Animal Collective. It's just like. Um, there's a certain endlessness that kind of goes nowhere for me. Okay. I, you know, that that's, to me, that's a mood song. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, you've got like a long commute, you know, so. I guess so. It just, it, it just captures a mood. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's maybe it's a good little at long. What he does. I'm not saying he's not very good at what he does. That's why he's successful. A little long for your three minute song. No, no, no. Well, that's not. That, it's not even that. To me, it's like recipe rock. It's like, it's like a studied conglomeration of like styles. That's like, you know, compared to like the you know the brilliance of Amy Rigby, who gives you so much substance. I just think it's like I don't even know. Like it's just like I'm not gonna like over diss an artist that I don't know anything about. You know. You know, Can't you just enjoy it for what it is, my man? Okay, well, you enjoy this for what it is. 82 years old yesterday, Lee Scratch Perry, playing in Cork, Ireland tonight. Happy birthday, right? Lee. Yeah. Playing a show playing a show tonight. Yeah. In, in Cork, of all godforsaken yeah. places. Yeah. Go Cork. Yes. Go a little Lee. frost on the ground there. You yeah. know, they'll be removing the frost covers so they can race there type thing, you know. Uh, the upsetter, man. The upsetter. That's you know, right. You know the... Uh, the upset, you know, of course. The, and, and I know the word upset you've known mm-hmm. as a sports fan since you were a young person. You know where that comes from, obviously, right? Uh, upset beating man of war, right? Exactly, exactly. That's what we did, right? Okay, so so my wife, Whitney, she asked me today, she says, I'm reading an article. She says, what do the back numbers mean? I said, well, that comes from English horse racing because <laughs> the back numbers are the ones that finish in the last spaces right. in a horse race. Right. The back you know? markers is what I've. Yeah, made. the back markers. Yeah, yeah, the back numbers. They're back there. You know, they're back there. They're oh. like they're like the ones we own, Wit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the anyways, ones that, that, that make up the, the end of the I'll field. I'll take you to one of his most famous records, one of the kingpins of Jamaica. Like, yeah, one of the most celebrated artists of his of his country, yeah. Lee Scratch Perry. Classic. The stuff off Jamaican E.T., and I love the name of this song, and I know you do, too. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what it is? Evil Brain Rejector. There you go, my man. See no evil brain. Close your eyes. See no evil right Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And see no evil right It's a hit, it's a chicken, 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 
Okay, mercy, Bob. So you, yeah, hot footing it, man. Hot footing. Yeah. Peace to the people in the Northeast. That's right. That's right. You're you know uh, I mean? you're trying to melt the snow that's outside. Yeah, trying to melt my feet. <laughs> I do the podcast outside, man. Yeah, I I, I hear yeah, you. I always bring the warm weather music when it's cold outside. I I, I I'm right there with you, my man. Uh, yeah, what do you got? You, you, are we done? You got I'm, one? I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it with um, a guy you might have heard of. He's probably uh, you know. Mida, 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 Mida. Arguably, you know, I think we played Bob Dylan. Aside from him, he's probably the best known artist we've played so far. A guy named Bruce Springsteen. Bigger than the Pixies? Yeah, he's 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 playing some live shows on Broadway right now. You ever seen him? I did. First show ever. Did he play like three and a half hours yeah. without stopping? Yeah. I and saw you stood there through all that? I did. I, I was like 13. I saw him on the Born in the USA tour. My mom. Oh, yeah. my, it I was at that, a lot of my friends were into that album. Uh, LA Sports Arena, 1984. My mom, after like the first encore, wanted to stand in the entryway to try and beat the traffic she wanted to get out as soon as she could i like her style yeah i'd, but, I'd have been right there with her <laughs> um but uh but yeah that was my first show it was um it was shortly what's after name again what's your mother's name again diane diane the quick exeter that's the master right. of the quick exit that's right uh love it love it that show would have been shortly after he recorded this song which was released on the album prior to Born in the USA, called Nebraska. Dude, you're going to rock the boss. You're going to rock. I'm going to rock Bruce Springsteen. Um, and this is, for is me, Clarence Clemens on this. No, this is just Bruce and a guitar. This is simple, straightforward. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. Amazing songwriting. I mean, just this to me. There's no better Bruce Springsteen song than Highway Patrolman. 
which just so many different themes. Just listen, enjoy. Well, hit us with your best Bruce shot. There you go. My name is Joe Roberts. I work for the state. I'm a sergeant out of Burnville. Barracks number eight. I always done an honest job. As honest as I could. I got a brother named Frankie. Frankie ain't no good Now ever since we was young kids It's been the same come down I get a call on the short way Frankie's in trouble downtown Well if it was any other man I'd put him straight away But when it's your brother Sometimes you look the other way Yeah, me and Frankie laughing and drinking Nothing feels better than blood on blood Taking turns dancing with Maria as a band played night of the Johnstown flood I catch him when he stream Like any brother would Man turns his back on his family Well he just ain't no good Well Frankie went in the army Back in 19 I got a farm to firm Settled down to Maria for my wife But then weed prices kept on dropping Till it was like we were getting robbed Frankie came home in 68 And me, I took this job Yeah, we're laughing and drinking Nothing feels better than blood on blood Taking turns dancing with Maria As the band played night of the Johnstown flood I catch him when he's straight Teach him how to walk that line Man turns his back on his family He ain't no friend of mine I got a call about quarter nine There was trouble in a root house Out on the Michigan line There was a kid lying on the floor Looking bad, bleeding hard from his head There was a girl crying at a table And it was Frankie said well, I went out and I jumped in my car Then I hit the lights Well, I must have done a hundred and ten Through Michigan County that night It was out at the crossroads Down round Willow Bank Seen a Buick with a Plates behind the wheel was friends. Well, I chased him through them county roads till a sign said Canadian border five miles from here. I pulled over to the side of the highway and watched his taillights disappear. 
Me and Frankie laughing and drinking Nothing feels better than blood on blood Taking turns dancing with Marie As the band plays Night of the Johnstown Flood I catch him when he streams Like any brother Man turns his back on his family, but he just ain't no good. Bruce Springsteen, Bob. Yeah, there you go. I'm thinking, like, I'd probably rather dance with Marie than the blood on blood thing. <laughs> ah, you know. You know what I mean? I, I hear you. I hear you, but it's all about, you know, I mean, that's a complex song. That's talking about a guy who is a police officer and having to determine... You don't have to tell me I listen to it with headphones. His loyalty between his family and his job, you know? Yeah. It's a a complex song. Beautiful song. Well, bless the steel workers and everything, because, you know, everything's going on with them, but... I'm happy that you're an evil brain rejector. <laughs> that's that's true. Happy birthday, Lee Scratch yeah. Perry. Happy yeah. birthday, Pixies. Happy 60th episode, Three Songs Pod. See you next time. Happy 60th episode. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. We'll do this again soon. Absolutely.